You are listening to the weekly podcast of Greater Christ Temple in Lima, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. I was just sitting there thinking and I really felt, I felt this in my spirit. When you sing the praises and the worship of our God, you are literally in the presence of a king. Do you realize right now we are in the presence of our king? How do I know that? Because the Bible says when two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. Therefore, we are literally in the presence of a king. If you really believed you were in the presence of a king, how would you act right now? If you literally knew that the king of kings was right here, ready to give you whatever it is that you asked of him. If you really believe that, how would you spend the next 30 seconds if you really believed that the king of kings was here in this place right now? And all you've got to do is reach up and grab him. All you've got to do is open up your mouth and say, God, I'm in need of something. And God, I know you have whatever I need if you really believed it. Hallelujah. If you believe that whatever you ask right now, God would give it to you, what would you do right now if you really believed it? If you really believed it, if you really believed that it was already done, how would you act right now? See, some of y'all sitting there because you don't really believe it, but if you really believe that whatever you needed God to do, he was going to do it for you right now, how would you act right now? See, this is the kind of atmosphere that anything can happen in. This is the kind of atmosphere where chains will break off. This is the kind of atmosphere where cancer will heal. This is the kind of atmosphere where depression has to leave. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, there's something about staying right here. There's something about staying right here where God can do anything, where there's nothing. There's already nothing that's too hard for him. But when we truly start to believe that, that's when it can apply to our situation. Yes, some of y'all are in need of something right now, and God wants to do it in this moment. But he's got to see how bad do you want it. Ah, yeah, come on, come on, don't leave me, don't leave me. I feel God doing something right here. The question is, how bad do you want it? The question is, how bad do you want it? If you want God to do it, you've got to go after it right now. Right now. This is good for about three or four of us. If you need God to do something, go after it. God said, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? He's saying right now, you get out of this what you put into it. <laughs> He's saying you get out of this exactly what you put into it. If you need a miracle, you better put a miracle's worth of worship into this moment right now. Hallelujah. If you need God to do something major in your life, then you got to give God something major right now. 
the size of the harvest, the size of the harvest is dependent on how well you plant the seed. I'm already preaching right now. Uh Uh-huh, come on, stay right there. The size of the harvest is dependent on how well you plant the seed. Hallelujah. See, some of y'all understand it, so you're going real deep right now. Some of y'all understand what I'm talking about, so you're going real deep right now. Some of you, it ain't hit you yet, and that's all right. But if you need a big harvest, you've got to plant a good seed. Hallelujah. How do I plant a seed, Pastor? You open up your mouth and you begin to exalt Jesus in a new way. You begin to tell him about all your struggles. You begin to tell him about everything that's bothering you, everything that the enemy is telling you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 See, some of us got some stuff we need God to do for us. Some people might have it all figured out. I'm not one of those people. But some of us have some things that we need God to do, and we need him to do it right now. And this is the atmosphere where anything, hallelujah, anything can break free. Anything can be called forth. God, I need your peace now. God, I need your mercy now. God, I need your deliverance now. Hallelujah. God, I need your healing in my body now. Woo! Ah, thank you, Jesus. God, I need a financial breakthrough now. Ah, thank you, Jesus. God, I need you to work a miracle in my family now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why am I saying that? Because I know when you say the name of Jesus, demons have to flee. I know when you invoke the name of Jesus, problems have to give way to the authority. I wish I had somebody that knew what I was talking about. In the name of Jesus. There's some stuff I need God to break, to break open right now in my life. This is why I'm parking right here. As a matter of fact, this is why I came here tonight. Giving away food was fun. That was nice. Giving away food was planting some seeds. But this is why we come into the house of God. So that everything that we need, God can do it for us. Hallelujah. 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 I'm not trying to be your cheerleader. But if I can get you to just see what it is that sometimes you leave on the table. Woo! Sometimes we leave, we come into the house of God and we leave stuff on the table that God said, I was ready to give you that. But you left it on the table. You said you wanted it. You've been praying to me about it. Yet when I was ready to give it to you, you left it on the table. Help us, Holy Ghost. 
I'm not talking to anybody in particular. I'm talking to myself right now. I'm not leaving anything else on the table. Is there anybody that can join me in saying, God, I'm not leaving anything else on the table. Hallelujah. Everything that you have for me, God, that you say is mine, God, I'm here to take it in Jesus' name. I'm not leaving nothing on the table. I'm not staying bound in stuff that you've already given me freedom from. But I'm here to take everything that you have for me. Don't leave it on the table. That's not even my message. But I'm not leaving nothing else on the table. Somebody just believe this by faith and just say, it's mine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody just say it again, it's mine. See, some of y'all have no clue why you're saying it, and others of you know exactly what you're talking about. And if you don't know yet, that's okay. By the end of this night, my prayer is that God reveal to you what you just claimed. Some of y'all just claimed your peace and you didn't even realize it. Some of you just claimed your healing and you didn't even realize it. Some of you just claimed your joy that you've been lacking in your life and you didn't even realize it. But that's all right. It'll hit you. And when it does, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. When it hits you and you realize what it is that you just claimed in the spiritual realm, all you've got to do is just thank God for it in that moment. It might not be till you get home tonight and it hits you. Thank you, Jesus. I see it now. Thank you, Jesus. I accept the offer now. Whenever it happens, whether it's tonight, tomorrow, it might be a few weeks down the road, just give God praise at that moment because God wants to do it. Let me move here. I feel God heavy in this place. I feel him. I feel him. I'm just crazy enough to believe God's word. Is there anybody here crazy enough to believe his word? I, I, know, I know we say all the right stuff. We read it. We, we could say it with our eyes. You know, we, we could wake up in the middle of the night and give a scripture, right? But I'm trying to just be crazy enough to actually believe the stuff that I've been saying for years and to take God at his word. <sighs> do you realize, do you realize when we read the scripture, keep playing that for me, Elder, that feels real good. It's setting an atmosphere. When we read the scripture that we read Malachi every week, there is something so <sighs> amazing in that passage and we read it so much. Some of y'all been coming to this church 20, 30, 40 years. I've been coming 33 years. Some of us been coming less than that. Think about how many times we say this. We've said this scripture every single week for all those weeks. And there's something so key in there about God that I just really, I am just kind of in awe of. And it's when he tells us all of these promises, he tells us all of the curses uh, that he uh, had that were in place for the, the Old Testament in the, in the Old Testament covenant. He tells us all these blessings as well. And then he says something that is that really just shows you that he's a God of his word. He said, prove me now here with what I just said. King James says it real fancy. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. Basically what that is saying is God said, I dare you to trust me in this. 
I dare you. Prove me. Test me. I'm begging you. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us need to start trying God and proving him in his word that he has said to you. Because that's what he tells you to do. It's almost like he, I double dog dare you to test me and take me at my word. When I say that I'm with you, trust me and take me at my word. Prove me. Test it and see. When I say that I'm going to heal you, take me at my word. Prove me now with it. A lot of times things don't happen because we don't really trust God like we say we do. But oh, if we could just ever get to the place that we took God at his word. I promise, I was going to say half, but all of the things that we deal with, the negative things that we deal with in our life, if we just took God at his word and found out, and found out, God, what do you say about this situation? See, so many times we go off of what we think about a situation. I'm speaking for myself. I ain't talking to nobody else right now. So, so many times we govern our decisions and we govern how we feel based on our understanding of situations. And the whole time, and guess what? When you lean on your own, do you understand why, why Solomon said, lean not on your own understanding? It didn't just sound good. Okay? He said it because when we lean on our own understanding of situations, we're going to get only the results. <laughs> we're going to get only the results that we can imagine for that situation. <sighs> when you're leaning on your own, I hope y'all get this. I might as well put this away because I'm not even going to talk about that today. Thank you, Jesus. When you lean on your own understanding, the only outcomes that you're going to be able to receive are those you can come up with yourself. Why? Because you're leaning on your own understanding. This is why he said, lean not, trust in the Lord not when it's easy to trust him, not with the parts that are easy to give up. He says, with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. When you lean on your own understanding, you get the outcome that you can fathom, the outcome that you can imagine. And here's the thing, most of the, all of the times, those outcomes we can imagine, that we can understand, are only based on two things. What we've seen in similar situations with others and what we've seen in our own past situations. So guess what? Now we're stuck between those two results. We're stuck there because we're leaning on our own understanding. Why am I talking about this? When you learn how to take God at his word, now you're not leaning on your understanding. It might make zero sense to you to trust God in this. It might make zero sense to you to do what God said in his word concerning whatever your thing is, but I promise you it's the best thing you can do. We've got to start taking God at his word. His word, the Bible says, is sharper than any double-edged sword, <sighs> meaning it is a force to be reckoned with. There is nothing that can stand against God's word. So. What should our posture be about any situation that we deal with? There's one question we should ask. There's one question we should ask. 
When you're faced with the situation that you're dealing with, how many of you are faced with a situation right now that just don't feel the greatest? All right, all right. Some of y'all, some of y'all are with me on that. Okay, others, show me your secret because I'm trying to get like that. I don't know if there's ever been a time in my life where there's not something that's not, doesn't feel the great. Notice I didn't say something, I didn't say raise your hand if something's bad. I said something that doesn't quite feel the greatest, right? There's always something, at least in my life, that just doesn't always feel the greatest. It could be a little better. Maybe some things are out of sorts just slightly. There's one question you should ask in that situation. Here's the question. Somebody say, what's the question? Here's the question. What does God's word say about this? I just gave you a thesis level proposition. That, what I just told you was so deep. Woo, that was deep. That was deep. They can give me my honorary doctorate for giving you that profound truth. If you ask God, I, and it see, I'm saying that facetiously, it's, it's a joke because it seems so simple, right? Well, what does God's word say about it? But when you really, 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 really seek out no, no, really. What, what does God's word say about this? What would God say about this? I was talking to someone this week, and I said, what do you want to do in this situation? And they told me. And I said, okay. What does God say you should do in this situation? And that answer was completely different. Here's the thing. So many times we only can go off of how we're feeling because the truth of the matter is, and I'm a victim of it, we walk so much by sight we walk so much by our feelings. We walk so much by our surroundings. And then guess what? When all of those things fail, then we say, right, if you've tried everything and everything else fails, then we say what? Then, you, then try Jesus. And I get the gist of the song. I get it. We're talking to those who have never known Jesus, and they've gone, they've gone all these different ways. We're saying, hey, come try Jesus. I get it. I'm not knocking the song. But as the people of God, that should not be our equation. We're already in. We already know. We already have the word. We already have the truth. So that should be the first thing we go to. The first thing we go to. It shouldn't be, I've said it before, and I've had, I have to catch myself. How dare someone bring a situation to us and we say, well, all we can do is pray. As if that is a powerless, meaningless, last resort thing that we've got at our disposal. How many times do we say that? Or how many times have we hear someone say that? Well, all we can do is pray. As if there was anything better we could do. Instead, right, watch how, watch how quickly someone kind of ends the conversation next time when they come to you with a bad situation and you say, thank God I can pray about that. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. But what I'm saying, I'm not saying do anything unseemly or, or, or make them feel like you're taking, making light of the situation. But in all actuality, we should be grateful that we have the tool of prayer. We have a God that we can go to with every issue, every problem, every request we have. That's the best thing we can do. It's not all I can do. Well, all I, well, all I can do is pray. Let's stop saying that. Can we agree to stop saying that in 2024? You'll probably catch yourself doing it. I still at times catch myself, right? But it's not all I can do is pray. That's the best thing I can do. And you should be happy that you know me because I know God and you brought this to me and I get to take it to him. 
and we get to watch what he's going to do in this situation. Woo! But see, sometimes that's scary because we're like, well, what if God don't do it? Then I look bad. Get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about him. And guess what? When you really walk in faith, I don't think it's a coincidence that the word says faith just the size of a grain of a mustard seed. Because we understand just how small that is. Jesus could have just said, if you just, it just takes a little bit of faith, but a little bit to me might mean a, a totally different thing to Sister Kathy. A little bit to Sister Kathy might mean something different to Sister Jasmine. But when he says faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, we all know how small that is. And he's saying, if you just have this level of faith, you can say to a mountain, be thou removed, and it will move. It will. So the next time someone comes to you with a request that's really bad, right, have that confidence, not in yourself, but that confidence of, oh, man, that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. I'm so glad that I get to go to the Lord about this, and I'm excited to see what he does. Just saying it is going to increase your faith, I promise. It takes faith to say it, but once you say it, it's going to take your faith up a little bit even more. And guess what it's going to do in that person? Well, probably one of two things. Either they're going to think you're crazy, and that's fine. They think we're crazy anyway. Or that's going to raise their faith like, oh, wow. Okay, all right, all right, right. But taking God at his word, taking God at his word. I'm not going to leave anything that God has said about me or to me. And I say both of those because sometimes you say, well, I don't know if God's ever said anything to me. Okay, well, what has he said about you? I don't know if he's ever said anything about me. Okay, well, open up your Bible. I guarantee you he has said something about your situation. And even if it's the most unique, bizarro situation in the world, there's something that pertains to your situation in the word that God has spoken about. Or, right, I love how we, we, we pull on this as well, right? What he's there, there, what's the song? There is no secret what God can do. How's it go? What he's done for others. At the very least, if I can't find nothing or I'm too lazy to find out in the word what it says about my situation, then look and see what he's done for somebody else. Oh, I heard Sister Jasmine's testimony, so why am I now afraid of this cancer diagnosis? I know what God can do. I just received the can Well, let me, let me say this right. I did not receive it. I heard of someone who received a cancer diagnosis today. And I, I'll share it when, 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 I, when I am told that I'm allowed to share it. It is someone who comes to our church occasionally. They were diagnosed with cancer. I'll say it. Oh, it doesn't matter, right? We, we need to pray. Uh, uh, brother, uh, brother Jimmy Cannon. He was just here Sunday. Y'all know Brother Jimmy? Sits over there or right there. Okay, always clean. I acknowledged him Sunday because he, he's clean from head to toe always. I heard today that he was given a cancer diagnosis, and it's an it's emergency. They need to operate within the next couple of weeks. I just heard this today. Well, guess what? It would be so easy for us to go down in the dumps, right? And in fact, someone said, I heard someone say, oh, well, here we go again. And I'm like, man, okay. I understand why they feel that way because they, they, they've seen it go the way we don't want it to go. But I'm crazy enough to focus more on the times I've seen God turn it around than to focus on the times that I've seen God not turn it around. Because here's the thing, I know if God's done it before, he can't do it again. I'd be crazy to sit there and just focus on when it went wrong. I don't know why God allowed it to go the way it went with some people. I don't know why it takes some people out and other people he can reverse it. 
or he, he reverses it, okay, because he can reverse it all the time. I don't know. Here's the thing. Stop trying to worry so much about the outcome and just worry about the process. What's the process? The process is, he said, if you present your request to me, I'll give you the desires of your heart. He said, if you call for the elders of the church and have them lay hands, pray the prayer of faith, they shall be made whole. I'm just going to start taking him at his word, and I'm going to leave the rest to him. It's not my job to figure out why it didn't work for such so-and-so. All I need is one example. Somebody say one example. If, I've seen, if I can see one example of what I need God to do for me, and I've seen it in one, I don't care if it didn't happen in 10 million people. If it happened in one, then I've got the faith to believe that can be me. That can be for me. All you need to see is one. All you need to see is one. Man, thank you, Lord. I, I had it all laid out, what I was going to talk about. I was going to start a series on, in our midweek service on serving, 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 serving the Lord first. We're going to talk about that for a few weeks. And we still are, if the Lord continues to lead that way. We're going to talk about serving, what it means to serve, what the benefits of serving, the blessings of serving, the hard parts of serving, what serving really means, what, it, what we think it means versus what it really means. We're going to talk all about it. I was ready. But that's all right, because I believe God is like, no, I want you to start. Because here's the thing. If we start taking God at his word, we'll get better results, okay? If we get better results, we have a better testimony. If we have a better testimony, we are able to help more people. This is not just about us getting more stuff. It's not just about, it's not about us. It's not about us. I was talking to someone this week, and I, I told them how when I went through which I'm still going through, but when I went through the, the real grinding days of my grieving process over my father, and I'd say that was from, I mean, from July 29th when he passed until about August, for about a month, I don't know that I, I mean, I cried, there was, I cried in other white shoulders, I cried in different people's arms, broke down at different times, but I was so numb. I, I was kind of just on autopilot, honestly, just on autopilot. Don't even know if really, it really kicked in what happened, but when the real grief hit me, around late August into September, I was angry and I was asking God, God, why would you do this to me? Why would you take my father who was my rock, literally my stability? There's times now where I kind of just, I might just be going through my day, everything's going well, and I kind of just feel like I'm just out on my own. And God has to reel me back in because my dad was my stability. I would call him, I would text him, I'd talk to him, I'd go see him, whatever. He was my stability. I said, God, why would you take that from me? With no warning. Some would say, well, he had a stroke. He was in the nursing home for six months. There was no warning. I did not anticipate him passing even the day before he did. I, had, I, I just did not see that as the end result. I had come to the terms, well, maybe things are going to always be different. You know, maybe a wheelchair is what he's going to need. But I never, it never crossed my mind that he was going to go. So I said, God, why would you do this to me? Why would you leave me here? having to put back the pieces of my family, having to put back the pieces of my mother, having to put back the pieces of the church, having to take on all this new responsibility. Like, why? Why would you do this? And I, I already mentioned it earlier, but I, I shared this with someone this week who was dealing with some things. And I said, I heard God as clear as, I guess as clear as he could be to me, or at least in that moment. And he just simply said, Get over yourself. This, what I'm doing, is not about you. It's not about you. 
And if you ever never had a gut punch before, that's one right there. Because I'm just all in my feelings about why, why, why would you do this to me? He said, this is not about you. So what, why am I saying that? Okay, Because so many times we make things about us. We make it about how we feel. We make it about what we think can happen. We make it about what we've seen happen. And God's saying, this is not about you. It's about me. What did I say about this? And when we can learn to rest in what he said, like I said, we'll start seeing some things change. You'll start getting some crazy results, some crazy testimonies. Does that mean everything goes perfect? Uh, uh, not according to your understanding, no. But here's the thing. What God allows to happen, it is perfect. I preached it a few weeks ago. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous. In other words, it is perfect. What God allows to happen is perfect, even if it doesn't make sense to us. Why? Because his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So stop expecting that it has to make sense to you. If you can just trust the Lord with what happens, Lean not to your own understanding. Ask him, Lord, what should I be learning here? I think I told you that a few weeks ago. Ask that question. When you're stuck in a night season for a long time, right? God, what, what am I supposed to learn in this place? That should be how we deal with this. God, what am I supposed to learn here? Okay, what are you trying to say? What have you said about this situation? And when you do that, your life... Someone said to me, they, they said, I don't know how you're, they said, they were talking about the situation with losing my father and then moving here and the new responsibility of the church. And then after all of that seems to start settling down, then losing my daughter, they're like, I don't know how you're still standing. Um, one person said to me, and it was someone I really admire, they said, you're, one, you're the strongest person I know. And I'm like, thank you. But if you only knew, if you only knew, if you only knew. But when you, when you trust God blindly, this is what I'm doing right now. I don't know why God has allowed everything that's happened in the last six months to happen. I have no idea why, and I don't stand up here and pretend to know. And I'm not standing up here saying that you always will know exactly why God has allowed what he's allowed in your life. And I'm not standing up here to also, I'm not saying it's easy. Have I said it's easy? It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be on the mountaintop all the time. It's not easy. That's why we have hills and valleys, right, as the song says, okay? But the fact is, I'm standing because I've learned to have a blind faith and a blind trust in one who knows better than me. And if there's one thing I can leave with you today, and I'm finished, if there's one thing I can leave with you today, it would be this. Start trusting God blindly. Start trusting him blindly. You don't have to see it. It doesn't have to make sense to you. Just trust him blindly. Because guess what? He knows where he's taking you. You don't know. I don't know. But when you trust him, you've left yourself in the best hands. They say you're in good hands with all state. <laughs> That's nothing in comparison to being in the hands of a loving father. Is there anybody here that's glad that they're in the hands of a loving God who makes no mistakes, who knows what's best for you even when you don't know it? A God who's working behind the scenes even when you're at rest or you've taken the day off spiritually? Uh-oh. I talk to a few real people. Sometimes you just, you, you take, the, you mentally relax spiritually. 
Sometimes you do it on purpose. Sometimes it just happens from circumstance. But guess what? God is still a God that's working even when we take the day off. Uh-huh. That's what kind of God he is. Can we put our hands together and give God a praise? Just for being a God who was mindful enough to speak to us, I promise I, I didn't, I, I, I knew what I was going to talk about, but God took me another direction. And I thank God because that tells me he's mindful of us. The fact that he took, altered my plans for what I thought I was going to talk about, it tells me that he's mindful of us, of what we need. I needed that. I needed to be reminded. Stop leaving stuff on the table. If I said it, I can do it. Take it. Take it. Take me at my word. If there's anybody here that desires prayer, again, this is the atmosphere where our hearts are right now. I feel like this is really good ground right now that God can do whatever we need. As the ministers come, if you need prayer, this is why we're here. It's so that God can perform miracles among us. I'm looking for God to start doing some tangible, real, bona fide miracles in our midst. Is there anybody who wants to start seeing God do some crazy stuff? Okay, well, for both of y'all who clap, I'm with y'all. I want to see God do some crazy stuff. I'm not going to keep beating a dead horse, as they say, but it rejuvenated me when Sister Jasmine came and said what she said. I'm not going to mention it every week, and maybe I will. It rejuvenated me because I'm like, yes, that's the God that I know. That's the God I know. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with the prayer that, that I think Evangelist Hilton prayed with me and Jasmine right over there when she first told us about it. It had nothing to do with us. It was just simply the fact that we were obedient to his word. But God, God wants to do some amazing things among us. But again, we'll get out of this what we put into it. Sometimes he says, no, you're not ready for what I want to do yet. You're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. But just, just, just keep, keep working, keep coming. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, but you've got to get ready. You've got to get in position. And I believe there are some things that God will do tonight. Some of us have needs. Some of us have some, some, of us have some big needs. Come now in faith. What did I say a few minutes ago? Blind faith, blind trust. I don't even know if God wants to do this for me. Is it a good thing? Is it something that brings life? Then God wants to do it. He said, I. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.